This week's episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Hot Mess Pumpkin Smash Liqueur. It's harder than smashing pumpkins, but then again, what isn't? It's a good question. What isn't? Hi. That that guy's a goober. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, my name's Jeff Gritman. Oh, and I'm Kristen Kiss. And we're the co-authors of a silly science fiction comedy book series called Prison Dad. Indeed, we are currently working on volume four of We're almost done. We're going to do some tomorrow. We're going to finish it up Sunday, Mm -hmm. submit to Amazon, and then boom. Kabam. Yeah, got our new book out there. Got some good stories coming up for you guys. Right, right. Good time. We might devote a whole podcast to that later on, but not Mm -hmm. this week. This week we're talking about spooky ghosts. Ghosty stories. Woo! So we're talking about some scary, some not scary, some awful. Some super cool. Yeah, some pretty awesome. Try to stick with the awesome. Yeah, Uh, try to stick with the awesome. But yeah, so it's TV shows and movies where ghosts are are featured, and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today, because guess what? It's Halloween time! I've got my whole uh, front yard tricked out to look like a spooky graveyard. Man, I got a giant pumpkin guy who's about eight feet tall in my front yard. Oh yeah, he's pretty cool. My son calls him Pumpkin Jack. Yep. Yep. I kind of need like a Lieutenant Kenda cut out for my front window, maybe some police tape, so it looks like he's like investigating the crime scene. Next year. Next year. Gotta keep thinking. And, uh, you know, got my uh, Stranger Things costumes all lined up. No, you me don't. and my dogs. No, you don't, do you? Oh, yeah. Do you? Yep, I'm gonna be Joyce. I, how is this? I talk to you every day. How is this the first, first I've heard about this? I didn't tell this? you. I saw my no. sister the other night. Yeah. My sister, I think, is gonna be um, the bear, and her baby's gonna be the baby bear from The Revenant. Huh? <laughs> okay. And her husband's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Huh. Good time. My He's got the beard had a for dark it. sense of humor, and yeah. it was an easy costume to come up with. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I love huh. Halloween. Okay, yeah. let's start off with our ghosts here. Let's talk about poltergeist first. Oh yeah, so, so there are um, you know four poltergeist movies that I'm aware of. I might have missed one or two here or there, but um, essentially there's the first one, you know, that introduces the world to Carol Ann, who. Um, was a cute little blonde girl and her family, um, you know, moving into a house that's uh, unfortunately very cheap because it's built over a Indian burial ground. Hey, dicks, how about not doing that next time? I think Trump Properties was responsible nah. for that building plan. No, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, so it's basically, you know, a story about a nice, normal family that moves into this house that is very, very haunted, and the daughter has some sort of clairvoyant abilities, so she is able to communicate with the ghosts, and because of that, they are able to abscond with her. And uh, it's it's a really, it's a cool movie. I think it still stands up, it's still spooky, you know, Steven Spielberg, one of his earlier films, um... It's, uh, you know, there's decent acting. Got the guy, Craig T. Nelson, that played coach. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. For so many years. And, you know, it's like a young sort of couple, young family with little kids. And they have a teenage daughter who's actually Griffin Dunn's sister from American Werewolf in in London, which is also a fabulous film. But, um, yeah, uh, it's it's just cool. It's spooky. You know, the, the ghosts are creepy, and it's creepy what's going on with the little girl. And, of course, there's, like, that whole clown doll that attacks the brother, which nope. is so effed up. I had nightmares about that when I was a little kid. Um, I but anyway, I have nightmares about that tonight. Yeah, yeah. 
I still do. And then um, Poltergeist 2 has one of the coolest scenes ever where Craig T. Nelson's getting, like, all frustrated because they moved into a different place, but his daughter's still being haunted by ghosty ghosts. And so he's angry at the world and pissed off and decides to drink some tequila, but he swallows the tequila worm, and uh, the worm sort of explodes out of him, and it's super gross and really creepy. I never even knew about this one. Yeah. Was it, did it explode out of him, like, alien style? Yeah. It was really gross. It's like he pukes it out or something, and it's like, ugh. Anyway, it, it'll make you want to retch when you see it. Um, and then there's Poltergeist 3, which I watched probably, like, 3,000 times when I was a kid, um, because it was, like, always on HBO. <laughs> and um, Carol Ann is the only one that's still in this from the original, too, but Tom Skerritt is in it. Oh, wow. um, he plays her uncle, and she's living with him in a high-rise apartment with his teenage daughter and his wife, who's, like, an artist, sort of like the lady from Beetlejuice, um, like, you know, Catherine O'Hara played, um, you know, who makes weird conceptual art that I think is busted, but nah. rich New Yorkers buy it. Um, and anyway, Carolyn's, you know, the ghosts are still after her, and they're after everybody in this high-rise apartment. It's still, it's a pretty spooky movie. It really, really is, but yeah. it's much cornier than the first Oh, I'm sure. Movie. You're running out of budget when yeah. you hit you the You do have Tangina, one. and you've got Carolyn. Yeah. And, um, my sister and I, you know, would laugh and joke about, still to this day, you know, there's Tangina's trying to get Carolyn to come back, and she just keeps going like, The light, Carolyn! Go to the light! So we still tease each other about that all the time because we watched that movie so many times. But and then there's the reboot, right, with Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that came out last year. So yeah, not it? really. I think I think last year or the year before. I watched it on cable last year, so maybe the year before. Yeah. But um, it was decent. It's to me, it wasn't as scary as the original couple of poltergeists, you know, and maybe that is because in, in Poltergeist 2 they introduced, like, that super creepy preacher guy, yeah. and he obviously wasn't in this one, and I think he's, like, the scariest part of Poltergeist. Woo, that guy still gives me the willies. Woo! In my so opinion, weird. this was a reboot that did not need to happen. Yeah, it was very similar to the original, and I think, you know, they tried to do a good job. Look, Sam Rockwell's very charming. I thought he was funny. But it wasn't really necessary, and I didn't feel it sort of captured the like, real creepiness of the original, where it was just, like, you didn't really know what was going on, but you kind of thought, like, maybe there's ghosts, but maybe not. Like, maybe it's just this little girl's a little weird and her family's not paying attention to her. Like, it didn't sort of capture that vibe. And again, you know, it could be because there's no Spielberg, and he's right. kind of brilliant, so yeah. like, you can't always replicate. Simpsons had a great Poltergeist spoof episode. Was that how she has a heart? Yeah. Or? The house actually imploded instead of uh, wanting to, um, you know, wanting the Simpsons to live there. Which is kind of sad when you think about it. The Simpsons yeah. really does great things on Treehouse of Horror. I know. I very much enjoy watching that. But anyway, Poltergeist, solid series of films. I would say if you've never seen them, please check out one and two if you uh, are looking for something creepy to watch on Halloween. Um, I really doubt you'll be disappointed because there are some creepy good ghost stories. And, you know, you probably have already seen at least that one scene where Carol Ann goes up to the TV and has her hands on it and it's just static. Yeah. Oh, man. Creepy. They're here. Like, uh, yeah, they are. Yikes. All right. Um, next up on our list is The Grudge. Yeah. So I've seen the Japanese version of this with subtitles and the American version. Um, I like them both. The American version I like because, hey, it's got Buffy, and I, 
mm-hmm. I love me some Buffy. You love me some Buffy. So, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I just want to give that girl a big hug. Um, I'd be happy to watch any movie with her in it, even the ones that suck. Um, but I thought they were both good. Japanese one is definitely, like, scarier because they tend to be, they're more moody and atmospheric, I think. And, right. And I think they sort of have this sort of, maybe they have some sort of philosophy where they they don't really care if they scare the crap out of their audience. You know? Yeah. Like, I think in America there's, like, a sensitivity that filmmakers have to being like, eh, well, we could push it that far, but we're not going to really scare anybody. We just want to kind of creep them out. Because I feel like that when I watch American movies, a lot of times it's like, they, you know they could make it scarier, but they just don't. So I, they're like, oh, I, feel I don't really lot. want to scare people. But I think that's why I shy movie. away from a lot of horror movies, because I'm like, oh, come on already, you yeah, know? Like, most horror movies are kind of crap, Either scare me, or like, you know, don't just have the big, like, quiet, and then the loud noise to make you jump, you know? Just, yeah, just get it out there, you know? and kind of corny, but I, I enjoy them. Basic premise of The Grudge, though, is... Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar's, like, a home health aide. Um, same sort of storyline in the Japanese version, and she goes to a house um, that's haunted to help um, an old woman who's, you know, dying and sickly. Um, and the the thing is, anybody that goes into the house gets haunted by the ghost that lives there. Um, and the ghost that lives there is this woman who was, who was killed. Right, and so, but you also see the woman's son, because um, he died when she did. So the whole thing is sort of figuring out, like, why did she die? What were the circumstances? Why did this happen? Why are the people that are going to the house dying after they've been there? You know, even if they weren't really, they didn't know the lady. You know, it's just whoever lives there next. Um, if you go to the house, you know, in the beginning, in both versions, it's like you know, a little, a young Japanese girl goes to the house. Right. So they both take place in Japan. Yeah, that's um, cool. That's cool that even the yeah the, reboot, the American or no, version. yeah the American version yeah it took too. Play. it made more sense, um you know when they go to the house like on a dare right and and neither of the girls makes it out of the house because the ghost gets them right um, in sort of a horrific violent very creepy way, um but the the scariest thing about this this movie I think is like all the hair. Like, ooh, boy, long black strands of hair. Like, you even talked about that, that creeps me on out. the ring, when we were talking about the ring uh, two weeks ago, you ooh, talked about that. It creeps me out, man. Especially probably because I, I have to clean out my, like, uh, you know, tub drain, and I have long sort of dark hair, and it's a little horrifying. Um, have you seen Angie's hair? Yeah, it's probably even worse for her. Mm. So she probably doesn't watch any of these Japanese movies. be really scared. Vacuum cleaners. Oh, for sure. But anyway... Um, yeah, so The Grudge, you know, good story. If you haven't seen it and you want to be a little creeped out this Halloween, it's definitely a good choice. Um, either the Japanese version or the American version. The Japanese version, I see, we used to have FearNet, and I don't think that exists anymore, or at least I can't find it on Xfinity anymore, but that's how I saw, um, both versions of that movie. Both versions? Because they would do, like, those tie-ins. Yeah. Um. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we can move on to... Another one that I believe is a remake also is um, What Lies Beneath. Yeah, it's um, Harrison Ford here. And in this Michelle one. Pfeiffer. Uh-huh. And Leave the model. window open. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was a remake. I didn't see the original, but I, I really liked this movie. I was very surprised by it because I thought it was going to be like some Lifetime movie crap, but it actually was like way creepier than I thought it was going to be. And um, Harrison Ford is like such a dick in it, which I'm, like, not used to, because most of the time, like, he's always, like, the good guy, um, and he's, like, not really in this one. Can't really trust him. 
Um, but basically, this is a ghost story about a woman, um, you know, and she's on her second marriage, and her daughter, Caitlin, is going away to college. Um, so they're kind of empty nesters, right? But as soon as her daughter goes away to college, you know, there's the neighbors start acting weird, and so she's getting, you know, flustered by that, and then strange things are happening around her house, and she starts to believe that she's being haunted um, by a young blonde woman who looks a bit like her, um, who is played by a former model whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, but it's it's very creepy, actually. It's creepy and, and interesting, and I really liked sort of like the imagery that they use. There's this really cool scene where um, where the, the ghost girl sort of like, her face is sort of imprinted over Michelle Pfeiffer's, and the way that they did it is like, it's cool, it's creepy. It really makes you think like, wow, like, you know, what power do, do spirits really possibly have, um, you know, over living beings? Check that out. It's actually written by Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg, you'll know him as um, uh, Phil Coulson from oh, yeah. Phase 1 of the Marvel movies and um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's pretty cool. Look at that. I didn't know he wrote this. Me but, neither. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a internet. pretty cool movie, and it's a good, like, mystery, because you don't really know, like, you know, you kind of know that that she doesn't know who to trust, but you kind of don't know, like, exactly what happened, really, until you get to the end. Um, and, uh, it's, it's fun and spooky, spooky little ghost story. I like how she sort of pieces things together, um, you know, and you sort of see, you sort of, yeah, like figure things out along with the main character. Right. As she's piecing things together about what happened and about her own life, which, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So I kind of liked it. So... Okay, so we'll move on to more more ghost stories here. Next one, uh, we're finally talking about one I'm really familiar with, or the next couple I'm familiar with. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, The Woman in Black. Oh, yeah. So this was, like, our first post-Harry Potter Danny Radcliffe movie. Yes. And it's not it's not a spectacular movie. No, but it's creepy. It's creepy, and it, it was fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Like, I watched yeah. it once, and, like, I, I don't, you know, there's more things I would watch, like, rewatch. Then watch watch this movie again, you know. Yeah, but I, I liked it. I liked you know that it took place sort of like you know in the nineteen hundreds, and you know that it was like this sort of creepy. Nobody knew what happened at this house, but nobody wanted to be there for very long. And there was a woman and a child who died in mysterious circumstances, and then children in the town are dying. And, uh, you know, Daniel Radcliffe moves there to uh, be the attorney and figure out some paperwork to be able to you know, sell the house and, um, and sort of get sucked into this like mystery and creepiness, but man, it is a creepy house. And it, it, the whole movie is shot. So all those creepy dolls, Ooh, dolls. It's creepily shot. And it's like, yeah, even the townspeople, everything about it. Pale and sad looking. Yeah. Dark drab colors. Like it's, it's a very bleak film, you know, it really has like that whole feeling. And like, honestly, like people have all those dolls around their house, man, does that freak me out? Yeah. Yeah. If you're an adult, (laughs) and if you have a child that doesn't, you know, live to see adulthood, that's heartbreaking, but 
Don't keep their creepy dolls around. There's something about dolls, though, like like dolls from like the '60s and the '70s, more so than dolls from the '80s and the '90s. You know, from like our our generation. You know, the, the, the Dude, doll. Like I the like yeah, I had my parents buy me Victorian dolls when I was a kid because I, I thought they were super cool. But now, if I had them, like nope. those things would creep me out. Nope. I had one that was like a little. Japanese girl and I dropped her once and her face had a crack down the middle. Whoa. I love that doll, but like if I saw her now I'd be like, Holy hell put that thing away for me. That's it's possessed. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, a fun ghost story is Beetlejuice by by far. Yay! So Beetlejuice, you know, mm-hmm. we got a great cast here. Yeah. It's, it's a cult classic is really what it is. I am not excited for the sequel because I don't want them to ruin things. I know, I don't want them to mess it up either. Yeah. I hope that it'll be funny, but you just never know. Like, I don't know. Like, Michael Keaton was so awesome in the first one. Like, the amount of energy and goofiness he brought to that role was, like, so funny and fun and, like... You know, Alec Baldwin was super young, and Gina Davis, like, and they were so great. You know, I think Alec Baldwin's far more over the top now than he was back then. Oh, by far, Um, You know, Winona Ryder was so little, um, you know, and, and, but it's such a fun movie. I still really enjoy watching it, because Michael Keaton just makes me laugh. Like, he's so ridiculous, and there's so many, like, scenes in it that just make me laugh, like... With, um, you know, especially when he has to go to the waiting room and he has, like, he gets the number that's, like, so long and the lady that runs it is, like, smoking and, like, the smoke's coming out of her throat because she, like, obviously died of, like, cancer from smoking and had a trachea. Um, and, like, the showgirl that's, like, sawed in half, you know, like, there's so many, like, cool little jokes in there when you're watching it. Like, it's just really fun, even if you've seen it a lot of times, like, to just still There's always something new to... To pick out, yeah. yeah, and I just loved um, Winona Ryder's character of Lydia because she's so like funny, like she is so like that girl that just really wants to be different so bad that like she's all in and she doesn't. Her parents like don't understand her and don't want anything to do with her, and they're like you know. But they're, I mean, the parents are interesting too because the mom is like so self centered and so like into being like. New York and like stylish and that people like want to pay attention to her and that she's like fabulous or whatever and her husband's kind of like just a nice guy who's probably a good businessman but like doesn't really get what she's doing most of the time or care about it and he like loves his daughter but knows she's weird um I don't know it's just such a fun movie it really is and the costumes are great the makeup's great the story is like funny and interesting like you know, yeah, like, what happens if you die just out of the blue? Like, people do. Like, do you end up in this sort of weird ghost dimension where you have to hang out with, like, crazy ghosts that look like evil, you know, monsters, and then you're just there looking like a normal person and trying to figure out what happened? I don't know. It's just funny. It really, like, added a lot of levity to thinking about the afterlife, and it's silly. And every time I still hear, like, you know, that uh, Shake Sonora song or... um Harry Belafonte's Deo. Like, I, I just still remember exactly, like, watching those scenes, and it's so much fun. <laughs> Our friend Joe, actually, at his wedding, they had a conga line. Yeah. Shakes and Aura. It was really fun. They did, yeah. <laughs> Listener of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. Okay, so another one is one that we talked about on our um, Anton Yeltsin tribute is Odd Thomas. Yeah. Now, Odd Thomas is uh, a great uh, kind of, you know, Action. There's some uh, is great storytelling in this Dean Koontz. Um, yeah, it's funny. Movie. It's, yeah, it's funny at times. It's serious. I'm so sad at times. Yeah, and it's, 
it's it's it really it's creepy at times too with yeah. the the reapers that, that oh yeah that come out don't let them know that you can see them you know and they're like all right. over the town and they're they're always around when there's like death so he's he has inklings of of what could possibly happen he's got his girlfriend that he loves yeah um and he talks to dead people and he talks to dead people and he, you know he's he's he uh he knows how to fight because, you know, he has to go after these people that, that you know, kill, killed the ghosts. And he's friends with the police department because he's, you know, he's that medium and he can, he can help them out. Uh, it's, it is a drastically overlooked movie. Yeah. It is a lot sure. of fun. It has, it, it will make you one second laugh and the next second cry. And it just, it will. Um, I'm so glad I had you guys watch that with me because I had read the book, a couple of the books. There's like, I think there's at least five or six odd Thomas books. I've read four of them um and they're really fun like he's just a quirky fun character i don't love all of dean coon's books i've I've read a lot of them um some of them i i guess what's happening you know before the end but i do love odd thomas because his personality is just so great like he's so just he has such a big heart and he's always hopeful even though he gets himself in these crazy supernatural situations and i just thought anton yelchin did a beautiful job of portraying him on screen and the yeah, the whole way that they put this movie together was just really good. It's it's creepy, it's fun, it's scary and sad, and yeah, I would it's well directed. It. It's well, di- everything about it is great. The graphics look great. It doesn't look campy or corny. And no, yeah, keeps you going. So yeah, Odd Thomas definitely. Yeah, I know it's on streaming on Netflix streaming, so mm-hmm. you don't have an excuse. Yeah. So when this podcast is over, you should definitely go check out Odd Thomas. Right. Uh, Ghost Story is another one you mentioned you want to talk about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything I'm just about this movie. Talk about it. Um, really quickly, so Ghost Story was a book by Peter Straub from oh, oh. the 70s, and they made a film mm-hmm. out of it, um, and it was also an older film. I think it's, I want to say it's late 70s, early 80s. I'd have to check and look it up, and I don't have my phone, so I'll go grab it. Right, we got this right here. Um, but anyway, uh, it's so it's the story of these... Uh, this group of friends, right, and they still meet every week to have, like, brandy and, and tell each other ghost stories, but um, they have a ghost story. So it's 1981, so I was close. So it's it was, you know, very early 80s. Um, and, yeah, it was um, Fred Astaire's last movie. He actually died after this movie was filmed, um, and he's lovely in it. Um, but basically, uh, it's the story of, yeah, these young men and they believe that they were involved in, in killing a woman that they think still haunts them. But, but that's not the full story. So you kind of, um, go through and, you know, it's kind of that they feel like they're being haunted and that they had done something terrible. But, um, the, the story sort of unfolds with, um, one of the gentleman's nephews, I believe it is. And he is being, uh, sort of haunted by the same, ghost right so the story is like is it a ghost and what actually happened um but it's a it's a good little creepy story um the books the book is really good too um i don't think the movie exactly tracks with the book but it's pretty close um and uh, i would i would recommend it it's kind of fun and and a lot of people probably haven't seen it because obviously like 1981 it was it was a while ago i don't think my parents even saw it i know they both read the book but um Anyway, it, you know, it's called Ghost Story. It's not really about a ghost, but um, it's it's still pretty fun and pretty spooky. There's nothing, the movie coming out next year with Martin Freeman called Ghost Stories, I just look at it, has nothing to do with this. No. No. 
No. Making sure they didn't try to like remake it. Yeah. No. So yeah. yeah, different different credits there. All right, the messenger. Yeah, the messengers was um, Kristen Stewart. Um, yeah, pre, pre Twilight, I think, or maybe after the first one. Um, and also, uh, the dude that plays Aiden on Sex and the City. Um, but basically, it's a, it's a ghost story. Um, a sort of troubled teenage girl moves to the country with her parents and her baby brother. Um, she was in a bad car accident with her baby brother, and he stopped being able to speak after the car accident, and she had been drinking and was supposed to, you know, pick somebody up somewhere. She was a teenager, but, I mean, you know, it was a mistake. Um, her mother doesn't seem willing to forgive her, so there's a lot of family drama going on, and, um, you know, uh, Dylan McDermott plays the dad, not Dermot Mulroney. Although you know my jokes before themselves. I um, Yeah, I am holding a picture of myself. But, um, but yeah, but they move into this sort of house in the country that they s- soon come to realize is haunted. And then the the rest of the movie is about why is it haunted and what happened there. And then it's sort of solving a mystery. Um, and I actually really s- like this movie. I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be spooky. I was literally really scared for the first, like, five minutes of the movie. Um, and then I really liked it. I thought it was a solid mystery, and I didn't quite see the ending coming until it got there. Um, and, uh, it's fun, you know, it's like, it's one of those, like, spooky house out in the country, and it's quiet, and these people came from the city, so they're not really used to it, and there's a baby that can't talk, so he sees things that he can't tell anybody else he's seen, you know, and you have the teenager that nobody trusts, but she's seeing stuff, so, it's, it's, it was a fun, fun little movie. Awesome. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty good. I might check that it out. It is. It's a good little spooky story. I love that, like, uh, the, the the couple that lives in the the city and moves out to the suburbs to, uh, you know, yeah. you know, go through hell kind yeah, of thing. I like mean, story. Uh, there was a great show a couple of years ago involving aliens called The Neighbors, mm-hmm. where it was like uh, a bunch of people moved out of New York City and moved to a big house in Jersey and other neighbors are aliens. I mean, it is a different world. Like, I was born in Manhattan, and I lived in Bayside and Flushing until I was 10. And when we moved to Pennsylvania... And like, you moved to Allentown I with did. me! I did! I met my bestie! But um, it was totally weird when we first moved down. Like, I remember we were looking at these houses with, like, these big backyards that backed into the woods. And all I could think about was, like, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> because my father let me watch those movies when he wasn't supposed to. And my mom would get mad. But, you know, it is what it is. And, like, I remember the first couple of nights, like, sleeping in my bed and you could hear crickets. Like, you can't hear crickets in New York. There aren't any. There's, like, some grass and some trees in the suburbs, but, like, the sky is perpetually lit up. You can't really see stars and Bayside and Flushing. And there's always cars and people yelling and, you know, background noise like that. It's like, you don't hear crickets. You don't hear, like, Hey, even when I moved from Norristown to Collegeville, (laughs) even, like, how quiet it was the first couple nights really was... yeah. Really, you know, threw me through a loop, too. Like, it was, And, uh, yeah, like, yeah, and I lived in Ardmore and then moved to uh, Wallingford, I was, which was, was really weird. Too. You guys lived on such a busy street in Ardmore, too. Yeah, There's we did. always traffic always on that street. There was so much ambient light, and then where we lived. Remember I was there a couple of months ago, and the show didn't end until, like, 3 in the morning, and I was like, yeah. why are there so many cars on the street? It's 3 in the morning! No, because there always were. Any Anytime you went, looked out the window, there'd be cars or people out outside, and... But, yeah, in Wallingford, we lived at the end of a dead-end road, um, which, yeah, 
I don't know how lucky that is for people to live at the end of a dead end road, but it was so quiet down there and then it was all woods around us. And right. um, even when I moved to my place where I am now, I'm in the back of my development, sort of facing a really nice neighborhood behind me. And it is so quiet at night. Yeah. When I first moved in before I had my TV hooked up, um, they brought my fridge and my mom and I were, you know, hanging out. And uh, all of a sudden we heard this like weird noise and I like jumped and my mom and I like looked at each other like all startled and we finally realized it was the ice maker on the fridge. But because it was so quiet there, like you, that sounded like a huge loud noise. You guys. I know. We're all right, let's girls, get back anyway. to the subject matter at hand. Yeah, that's a fun story. All right. So we're going to talk about how how the Sixth Sense kind of fits into all of this. So yeah. we got Haley Osmond. He can see... Dead people! Now he can see fat people when he looks in the mirror. Just ah! kidding! Oh, that was mean. So this was like, you know, the only great movie by, you know, Sham M. Night You know, he he really hasn't ever made another good movie. Some people would be like, Signs was pretty good. And you know what? If you listen to our Aliens podcast, it's really not. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's really not. Sorry. Yeah, even John Oliver is, like, using him as the punchline. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I don't, you know, he still gets money. He still, still gets, gets money. He's making still make that another movies in Pennsylvania. Sense. I've heard he's a really nice person from my friend whose boyfriend does art direction on films. But I don't care because I don't like his movies. And I even tried to watch another one the other night, and I was like, no, why do I do this? So... That was oh yeah, and you can you, you want you want to call him out right now, or do you want to just wait until you, you see him to talk to tell him about uh, that? I just feel like I'm not gonna talk about the visit because it's not about right. It's just so anyway, depressing. so the sixth sense, right? So like you know, a lot of us saw this in the theater. You know, we were pretty amped. Yeah, I really they had like creepy trailers. There was all sorts of stuff going on. It had an amazing twist for the time too. Like oh, that was yeah. that was like you were just like whoa, you were floored by it totally. And then like you you know, I I went out and I bought the DVD because I liked the movie so much. And then you know, I watched it once, and then I I didn't like need to watch it ever again. Yeah. I felt like the second time through, I... Unlike Fight Club, where I can still watch that movie and be still like, oh yeah, that's why he did that. <laughs> I do, feel that way about the Avengers and a lot of movies like I can watch. I can watch over and over again. No, this I'm movie, just saying because Fight Club has a twist ending, too. Yeah, right? okay, that's true, too. Yeah, it doesn't like, get That's old. what I was saying, like, it's not, you know. Okay, no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I... So with the sixth sense, yeah, we we have we have the great twist, and we have you know the the second rewatch. You know, the, on third watch, he's like, no, oh no, I don't care anymore. But <laughs> and he's still making movies. Um, and I keep waiting for another movie that actually has a decent twist at the end, instead of me w- wanting to throw my remote control through a window. Yeah, uh, twists are so like, obvious yeah. because there was so there was a big rush of twists after this that movies just like had to have that big twist ending because it was you know and, yeah. the, and twist is good but you can't can't force it. Yeah, I mean I think it has to happen organically. Now we did read an article right that he has a movie that's that's he's just developed or just finished making that has been screened by like you know, a small number of people and they say that the twist ending on this one is actually really, really good and surprising. But I forget what it's called and it's not out yet. But I don't know. I don't know because I just watched the visit and I'm kind of done with him. I've been done, you know, since I've been I been done since The Village. The like village, I said the other and week. And then I watched The Happening and it made it even worse. And now I've seen The Visit. Nope, and I'm I stayed like, away from that one. Visit. So The Sixth Sense comes out and it's ghost story and it's creepy and it's it's yeah, it's entertaining. It was great. Ghost then and he's um, Stir of Echoes comes out and I felt like Stir of Echoes was like a rip off. 
Yeah, but you have a different you have a different argument. I didn't. I actually thought it was a really good ghost story. Um, so it's like Kevin Bacon. Kevin and, Bacon. Yeah. And he, you know, lets his uh, wife's best friend hypnotize him, and then he starts to be able to sort of communicate with the ghost that's haunting his house. And I, I thought this movie was much scarier than The Sixth Sense, and I've actually watched this a number of times, whereas The Sixth Sense, after the second time, I was like, meh. Um, just because I really like, I really like the acting in it. I love how manic Kevin Bacon gets. I love that his wife is, um, the cop from uh, Criminal Intent, because I love her on Criminal Intent. Um, and I love that she's sort of trying to keep the family together and keep everything, like, sane, but he's, like, totally losing it. Um, you know, and I, and I really like the ghost story. It's sad. It's really sad. And, you know, it sort of tears this whole neighborhood apart. Um, so I, th- I didn't think it was rip off at all it, because it's, to me, it was like a totally different kind of story. Like there, he wasn't like, it wasn't like a twist ending. It was like, okay, yeah. Like he's just solving a mystery and a ghost story. Um, so I don't know. I like story of echoes plus really good use of the Rolling Stone song. Cause it, it's so creepy in the, in the context of this movie. That's true. Um, Painted black. Yeah. Yeah. And with Painted black. Right. I was in, yeah, it was in all the promotion and everything for that now um the ghost whisperer goes on tv yes i love shortly after this maybe 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 about five years after five years after my uncle had loved the ghost whisperer i love the ghost whisperer i loved her also because she is a curvy woman so i really liked looking at her outfits because i was like hey i could actually wear that Whereas most of the time when I watch TV, I'm like, everyone's flat chested and those clothes look great on them, but they'd be a hot mess on me. So. Eat a sandwich. So no, but she had these like beautiful like blouses and these like lovely nighties, and I was like, I want to go shopping where she shops. But also, she talked to ghosts. So, so the story here is that we have a, a freak of the week kind of scenario where right. a ghost finds her, and she's got to go find out what happened to them. Right, she's solving mysteries. Solving mysteries. So yep. we kind of have, you know, in, in theory, we could have had like what you know the sixth sense could have been had he grown up. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Like you right. know, that, that's how I always felt about the show. I I've watched it bits and pieces. Ange watched it. I didn't really. It's a it's a probably a very sort of more female geared show. That's how I felt um, because too. it's it's like emotional. It's all feelingsy. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that part of it. You know, I that's thought it was good. fun, and I, I liked I liked that it was a little scary, but not like really scary. But also, it was like a little uplifting. Um, but you know, it did get a little dark sometimes because there were ghosts that didn't really want her help and she yeah. couldn't help them. And, and there was there were a couple twists. Um, there was Ooh, this season, twist. you know, where uh, you know uh, there's a ghost that you don't realize is a ghost the whole time, um, and or that she knows that it's a ghost the whole time. So that was that was a kind of a fun twist. Um, I stopped watching it after they kind of jumped the shark when they killed her husband, but then he came back in another dude's body, but then it just, they just made the actor of her husband come back and play the part. And I was like, no, no, I don't like this. No. But before that, it was fun. And when I see it on TV, sometimes I still watch it. Cause it's like, yeah, it's fun, little creepy stories. You know, you don't have to watch all the episodes to sort of catch up on on what's going on in her life. And she runs, like, a little antique shop in town, so sometimes the ghosts come in because they're attached to an antique that she found in the state sale. interesting. You know, it's just kind of fun. And it's like a little town, so it's sort of like that Gilmore Girls feeling where you kind of get to know the people in the town a little bit and know, like, the landmarks in the town. 
and uh, she has a great wardrobe and a hot husband, so uh, it was a fun show. That's good. That's yeah. good. A TV show that involves ghosts that I really liked, that we both really liked, uh, is Being Human. Yeah. Now, I've only seen, show. I've seen all of the U.S. version. Same. I've only seen the first season, series, first series of the British version, which it was, it was made off of. Right. The okay. British series was a lot different, um, a lot different, a lot darker, you know? Yeah. More, um, well, more serious at times, too. So, the different, the, the thing with Being Human now is that it was on sci-fi for, I think, five years, four or five years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so. Is that, um, a werewolf and a vampire... Uh, they get a house together in Boston. Yeah, they meet because they're both working in a hospital. The right. werewolf is... Is he a doctor? No, he's not a doctor. Cause he's no, he's just a nurse. School. Yeah, they're both nurses. But that's He was going funny. to go be a doctor, but he but dropped out because bit. he got bit. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of and funny then, because they're working around like regular humans and trying to save their lives, but they're both monsters. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, he, and then uh, Aiden, the vampire, he works there because he can get you know the supply... Of blood of without blood. having to go kill people, which he's been alive for, you know, hundreds of years, so he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, his wife, you know, was in, like, the Revolution, you know, he was in, the, like, the Revolution. Yeah, the Revolutionary War. War. Um, and then they move into this house that's haunted by a beautiful ghost named Sally. Sally. Sally was Love great. Sally. Sally was stuck in her pajamas. Yeah, because her evil jerko fiancé ended her life in the house, so she's stuck there haunting it. Um, but I really love being human. I was so sad when it ended, but I was glad that they ended it when it did because I wouldn't want them to, you know, have what's happening on Supernatural now where they just nah. keep going and you're like, dude, you already did this 15 times. It was on for four years. On? And Sam Witwer, he's got a lot of sci-fi cred. He was Aiden. He, uh, let's see here. I can think of The Mist or something pretty. I can think of uh, that he was in uh let's see here he's on once upon a time now he does a voice here on star wars rebels now but i feel like he's got more sci-fi cred than that he um was definitely on yeah smallville he played doomsday so he was like clark he was in a really cheesy halloween movie i saw last year that looked like it went straight to video oh he's on battle star galactica he was an angel star trek yep was, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool stuff. He he definitely has plenty of sci-fi cred behind him. So it was about time you got his own show too. This show is just so great. If you haven't watched it, like, and you like any supernatural stories, like, go find it and watch it because it's so cool. I loved how they had to sort of be human, right? Even though they were monsters, and and you go into their past and you see what happened to them and how they're trying to like make this normal for their families and people that they loved or they had relationships with people and it's complicated by the fact that they can't tell them the truth about who they are um, or they put them in danger because of who they are. Yeah, because um, yeah, he scratched Nora, you know, you know and then... And, and Sally is just such a beautiful character because, you know, she really just misses being a person and there's... Uh, one, a couple episodes in the one season where she gets to be in a body again. Yeah. And, like, just how much she enjoys she that. She possesses into the body it. and, yeah. Um, it's just really well done. I, I enjoyed every episode of that show. The writing was great. The acting was great. Um, and it was inventive. You know, I was constantly surprised. So her ghostness, though, at first she couldn't leave the house. Right. Then she can start operating other places, and she meets right. other ghosts, and then she, you know, she goes on like a like a bad streak for a while, where she was like tearing up souls. She didn't realize she was doing it, right. and then she's working on possession, and she got like kind of hooked on possession, being other people's bodies. And Sally's ghost hierarchy was definitely up and down. 
my favorite moment of the whole show, though, is like maybe the second to last episode where um, they find this room in the house where another ghost is living and Aiden busts through the wall. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. He's like, what? I can't be the Kool-Aid man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's, it was like funny and sad and scary and just interesting and so like human, even though they weren't human. You know, like, you have those TV shows where like you'll be on Facebook or you'll be on, you know, browsing the internet or something like that while you're watching. I felt like this was a show that I put everything down and shut too. it off and just... I just wanted to pay attention to yeah, what was going on. And I, my I mother, really, my mom loved it too. So like yeah. either I would be talking to her or to Jeff about like the episodes of the show, but it was really solid and, um, you know, totally renewed my faith in sci-fi's ability to produce a good show I yeah. hope I hope that they you know do more shows like this in the future yeah yeah they, they did a great adaptation solid. here uh, so when you say like you know oh why do they keep porting over these British shows you know like they do with like shameless and um, there's a huge long list and I can't think of any off the top of my head right now and I know they've done like a ton of them uh, but this was definitely one that like you know they, that they went stuck. in a different direction and, and they did some really good stuff with yeah. while we're on the subject of TV. TV. We should talk about American Horror Story because for sure, there's definitely ghosts in some capacity in every. I'm pretty sure season. the only one I was trying, I was having a little trouble thinking of was Freak Show. Yeah, me too. But yeah, but I'm sure there had to be a ghost in there somewhere. But I just, I was having a little bit of trouble sort of remembering. There's just so many seasons in. now. Like okay, yeah, so you have the first one, Murder House. Oh yeah, that was all ghosts. That was all ghosts because yeah. if you died on the property. Then yeah, we saw when, when the, the daughter died, you know, it was like, get her to the property. And that's when right. we learned, like, oh, if they Save die there, her. then right. she's, yeah. Which mirrors Hotel, which is my favorite season, where everybody who dies in the hotel is stuck in the in hotel. In the hotel. But even if they die, like, right outside, they're free. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if they die in there, they have to keep coming back as a ghost. Um, I loved Hotel. That, to me, was, like, so creepy and stylish and interesting and sad and scary and um evan peters just killed it as that like creepy hotel proprietor yes. Like, yes yes the the first season is my favorite and then the new orleans one was my second favorite coven i love too coven's my second favorite i think that um asylum everyone agrees is was the weakest which is a shame because i liked asylum i'd say freak show for me and maybe this new season are not my favorites I still feel like, you know, as much as there was a lot of hated about Freak Show, but there was a lot I liked about it, I felt like, I still feel like Asylum, like, bored me at times. I was like, oh, come on, don't, like, mess this up already. Asylum creeped me out really bad, especially, like, all the experiment, like, all the stuff about the experiments they were doing on, like, gay people. Evil James people. Cromwell. Like, so, it was so creepy. Yeah, he was, like, that evil, not, like, Nazi guy, like, that... I thought that was a really creepy season, but yeah, like, so Asylum, obviously, is haunted by, like, the ghosts of the people that were there, and, like, this sort of serial killer, like, is he alive or not, and, you know, did they kill him, or is he back, you know, so that's where the haunting came in there, um, Coven, you know, the, the house was a house that had been inhabited by all these witches in New Orleans, so the witches haunted the house. Yeah. Um, and so their stories were sort of interwoven into, like, the new crop of young witches who's yeah. there now. Um, and sort of, like, all the story about, you know, who runs the coven and how do you get that spot and all the jealousy and, you know, Jessica Lane killed it on the coven. Um, 
season. I love I loved her so much on that season. She was amazing. Yeah, um, she was. Great. She was good as a nun too in Asylum, but um, I really. She was great. So yeah, much. I mean, she was great as the creepy neighbor in the first season. She was like. Yeah, and uh, she, she was, was good. Great. She was good in Freak Show too. I think Freak Show. I watched it and I really did enjoy it, but the whole bit with the clown. Yeah, like, clown. Totally. Nope. Just, nope. And uh, not gonna do it. You know, and there was a lot of like just sad murders on that yeah. season. Like, that little like, tiny, why do they kill that her? tiny yeah. girl. Like, I just loved her, and that made me really, really sad. Um, but, you know, I think I think Freak Show probably was haunted maybe by Kathy Bates' husband that had died, because they kind of allude to him a couple times, and maybe just sort of haunted by, like, you know, the, the people that that don't survive to the end of the season because yeah. I guess you don't always know if people are real or not. I mean, you know, Doogie Hauser's character is certainly haunted by what he did before he right, becomes yeah. a character on the show. And PH? He was great on that season. Um, so there was definitely some haunting there. And then in the new season, it's all ghosts. Um, it's yeah. really about um, Roanoke. And, you know, a young couple moves into a house that's on the site of where Roanoke was. But they didn't realize it because they always thought Roanoke was somewhere else. But the truth was that that's where the colony was there. Um, and so it's haunted by, you know, Kathy Bates and, and the, the people at the Roanoke colony who did not survive. Mm-hmm. So it's creepy. I'm just having trouble getting into the season. I'm too I, behind. I, I don't dislike it, but I don't love it like I loved Hotel. I thought Hotel was so compelling. Hotel was kind of like, like classy, had like character to it, you know? Yeah, and like, Gaga was amazing. Like, Gaga's in this season too, but she's such a shadowy character. She's not really like, no, she doesn't have the, seen her like two the or three presence. Times. Yeah, well, she did. I'm two, once again, I'm behind. And what's today, Wednesday? So I'll be, three, I'll be three behind. Yeah. American Horror Story is a great series of shows. Um, the two girls at work that I'm friends with, well, I'm friends with more people than that, but the two girls um, at work that I talk to on a regular basis about American Horror Story, they love it. Um, they both really loved Hotel. My one friend Dana is watching the rest of it tonight. Um, she's behind, but Kelly and I are, are up to date and watching um, the new season. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just it's a great show. Like, um, you know, it's, it's one of those shows that people watch it, they get really into it. It's fun to talk about. It's creepy. There's a lot of interesting storylines and a lot of intricate There's things There's a lot of people on. that watch American Horror Story that don't watch anything really in that genre. Well, they probably watch The Walking Dead. Because everybody watches The Walking Dead. Yeah, because but, it's just good storytelling. I think, yeah, you know, is. to me, like, I love any story where, like, you write really good, compelling characters and, like, give them difficult situations to face. And, like, that is so interesting to me. So I really feel like they do that in this show. Um, there's a lot of sort of moral crises that people have to face and, and sort of ethical dilemmas, like, you know, in this situation, what would you do type things that really makes you think, um, you know, even about your own nature and about human nature. It's but true. It's, but it's pretty, pretty cool so, yeah. set of set of shows. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and probably if you're listening to this, you probably watch American Horror Story. Yeah. If or you, if you don't, if you hey, maybe we'll give you something to do uh, when, you know, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next movie on our list is The Shining, which we covered in pretty vast detail two weeks ago. Yeah. But, you but know. It's, yeah, it's probably one of the best ghost stories. Um, one it of the is. scariest books Definitely. I've ever read. <laughs> um, Just about the, the man slow unraveling Yeah. Sanity. And, uh, you know, this hotel that's haunted by the previous guests who were, you know, murdered their families. 
<laughs> um, you know, Jack Nicholson is super creepy. Um, the hotel is so creepy. There's so many details that, um, that, that were put in by Stephen King in the book and then also by Kubrick when he made the movie um, that just amp up the, the creepy factor of it. Um, but it's a really solid, sad ghost story that's sort of also a story about addiction um, and how, you know, if you are addicted, it never really goes away, just like a ghost. Um, it, it always has the possibility of coming back to haunt you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's and true. that creepy-ass lady in the bathtub. Ooh, no, nope, oh. nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Couple more to go on here. Uh, we're going to talk about the others. So there's Nicole Kidman. Yeah, this was yeah, a kind of a fun movie. With There's a twist in this one, too. Yeah, but yeah it's a twist. But yeah. um, it was a good twist. Um, and, yeah, another, like, creepy, sad, sort of interesting ghost story, you know, about a mansion sort of out in the moors. And, uh, I think it's in England. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, World War Two sort of timeline, um, and there's the, the people that are the groundskeepers, you know, and you start to wonder who's the ghost, right? So it's kind of a fun, creepy, sad ghost story. Definitely solid. Yeah, definitely um, solid. Came out of nowhere, really, yeah. too, because it, it, I feel like it didn't even come out around, like, Halloween. No, and I didn't know, you know, what was really going on. I just watched it on Lark the one time, and I ended up being, like, it was one of the movies I put, I put it on, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to care about this. And then halfway through it, I was, like, glued. And I was like, wait, what? What is, wait, what's going on? Oh, wow, this is really interesting. Like, okay, that's that's creepy. Like, what happened here? So, it's yeah, it's a good, good, solid story. Really good acting from Nicole Kidman. So, check it out. I love all the... Like atmospheric, like it's, it feels like cold and clammy and you know, yeah. foggy and just creepy. Like you just don't know right. what's really going on. And I, I kind of like stories like that. Yeah, I yeah, know. I know what you mean. It definitely was yeah, shot shot really well. All right. Uh, the Conjuring we talked about too, right? Didn't yeah, we, we talked about this like one two, yeah, a couple so. weeks ago because this is one of the movies that really scared me. Right. I think it is just feels like a like a real true story, and it's based on a true story about a family that moves into a farmhouse that's haunted by a woman named Bathsheba who may or may not have been a witch, but she's haunting the, the little girls and then starts haunting the mom and dad and. You know, bad things start happening, and it's it's very creepy. It's a good good ghost story, and then there's like Ed and Lorraine who come in to save the day and exercise the house, and uh, you know they get into a little bit more than they bargained for. It's not going to be as easy for them to get rid of. I heard that the Annabelle doll in the in real life was actually a Raggedy Annie doll, which creeps me out even more because I totally had a Raggedy Annie doll when I was yeah, a, a kid. A lot of girls did. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it's a good little ghost story. Um, and The Conjuring 2 is scary as well. I'm not talking about that right now because that's more of an exorcism story than a yeah, ghost story. Yeah, it's not a ghost but, story. Um, but, you know, but The Conjuring is, is good stuff. Creepy stuff. All right, and now we're going we're gonna to round this podcast out by talking about Ghostbusters 1, 2, and the reboot. So, you know, we love this good sci-fi comedy. Yep. We like, um, you know, we like the silliness with the scariness and the supernatural and everything combined. You know, our books are all, you know, science fiction comedy, too. You know, our characters live in a world where, you know, these sci-fi elements happen to them and they're still, like, you know, they're silly. They're, they're, they're sense of they're humor. They're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, you know, we separate you know, our characters. Like, these movies all exist in their world, too. And there's they, they, live, the, they live it day-to-day, too, which is kind of funny. But anyways... Right. So the first Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. you know, it was great because 
you know, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray straight out of, you know, SNL. You know, Ernie Hutchinson was great. It was originally written for Eddie Murphy. Right. But I think he was a little crabby at Saturday Night Live. That's when he was really starting his ego. Yeah. Kind of role. You know, Hal Ramis, you know, you know, wrote, directed great it. Great writer. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and it was just, it was just like great. There was so much like, you know, science words and there was so much like. Yeah. I love the whole concept that it's like supposed to be these like brilliant scientists, but what they're doing with their brilliant science is going after ghosts. So nobody will treat them as legitimate, but right. really they are like really smart and they know what they're talking about. But because of the subject matter they're choosing to study, everybody like discounts them. Right. And then they end up like saving the day. And it's a great movie. The first one is a great movie. Oh, yeah. Actually, the second one I've probably seen more than the other two, and I've probably seen that more than probably almost any comedy movie, just because it was on so much when I was a kid. It was on so much because I think it was cheaper for them to air because they weren't making that much money off of the sales yeah. from the box office. and. You know, and it, it really isn't that great of a movie. <clears throat> no, it's not. When Sigourney Weaver has, like, the two little twins and that creepy guy. Is, the whole movie, the it kind of creeped me out as a kid. <laughs> that painting's weird. That painting guy is creepy. <laughs> I actually, a number of years ago, I thought about buying you a poster of that, that painting. I was actually, it's like, I think we, it had to be at least ten years ago. It was, like, your birthday. That's it was funny. Like, you know it would be funny to get Kristen. I never did it, though, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the second one, you know, like, the river of slime grossed me out, like... Toads like, and goats. And there was, ah, there was so much about it that was just kind of, like, it was just too weird. It was weird. Know? And then the, like, babies, like, that made me feel weird. Nope. Yep. Know. That was a bit too much. Nope. But the, but it was still a fun movie. But the first one was, like, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill Murray just, like, kills it. Like, he's so funny and deadpan and just like, oh, yeah, like, let me just put a zinger out there. Like, he's just so much fun to watch. It relieves um, attention. Yeah, So totally. we watched we watched the new one. Yeah, and I actually thought it was fun. I mean, it wasn't, like, the most brilliant movie I ever saw, but it was fun. It was funny. It was better than two. Yeah. You're never going to beat the original. It was sweet, funny. I liked the relationship between the women. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I There's laughed. times where I felt like it could have been funnier. There's yeah. times where I thought it could have been more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it was a great looking movie. Yeah. It was a really, really great looking movie. I thought the special effects were decent. The acting was, was, yeah, the acting was great. I thought it was funny. I really enjoyed watching the ladies. Um, Thor was hilarious too. Yeah, Helmsworth, um, he was great. Yeah, brilliant. he was fun to watch and it was just a silly, fun movie, you know? Uh, it got a really harsh time from critics and from fans of the original Ghostbusters and also that guy that does Honest Trailers, but... Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, I oh know. My. I'm, I'm, I don't know about that guy. Sometimes I really think he's spot on, but sometimes I feel like he's a little mean and he doesn't write a little it. sexist. He just voices it. Yeah, he does, but still. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I enjoyed it. Honestly, I had a really fun time watching it. I laughed. I thought it was silly and fun. And I thought the ghosts were, were kind of cool. And, like, that one part with that mannequin that comes to life, like, woo, that, that was, was creepy. That was creepy. Creepy. Yeah, there was some scary stuff, you know, like, trying to figure out their equipment. Anytime, you, and you'll, you know, because we watched it together, anytime Kate McKinnon was on screen, I just kept giggling. Yeah, she was, she was really bringing it with her, like, silly craziness. Mm-hmm. Um... And that, yeah, I love that she was like the watch. engineer, like coming up with all like the gadgets, the gear, that they yeah. Use. And I liked watching girls kick butt. It's kind of fun. Yeah, 
Yeah, that you was know? cool. Yeah. I like the relationship between Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCartney, too, because they were yeah. like, they were besties, and then Kristen Wiig tried to like you know, dismiss the whole thing, and Ms. Melissa McCartney never serious. gave up on her like dreams. Yeah. And then, you know, and then Leslie Jones is like, you know, I, I know this city, you know, you need me as, you know. Yeah, to help, to help guide you, you around yeah. and tell you the history so that we can figure out like what might have happened. And we saw lots of cameos from uh, yeah, the, the, the original, original three Ghostbusters were back in. And, Scorny Weaver. And, and, yeah, and Scorny Weaver. Like, eh, come on, guys. It was it's definitely worth thing. a watch. It yeah. was not, in no means it was not terrible. You know, no, it I've seen a lot terrible. worse movies. Than yeah, that. it was definitely enjoyable. You could watch it with your kids. It's not there's nothing in there that's like really offensive to anybody. Yeah. It was just like a silly fun movie. I'd wait a couple of years till he got older. Well, he's only it. three. He'd be a little scared. But like, if you're six years old, there wasn't anything. Like, there was no sex. There was no real violence. There wasn't cursing. You know, it was it was just silly fun. Yeah, it was just great. like watching Jeff's cat play with her little her little sparkly ball over here. Silly fun. Yeah. She's been doing it the whole time we're here. So, anyway, on October 29th, there's an event we'll be at. It's in uh, North Wales, Pennsylvania. If you have a dog, you can bring your dog. If you have kids, you can bring your kids. If you have a yeah. dog and a kid, you can bring them both. Right. Uh, so, it's uh, North Wales Fall Fest. The information's on our website, prisondad.com. And then we have another event, which will be at, will be at ChessyCon. That's the three days after Thanksgiving. Right. That's in Timonium. 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 Maryland. So um, that that's gonna be a lot of fun too, Timonium. So we'll be there for three days. We got a table. Come talk to us. Yeah, come yeah, give visit us some us. ideas about podcasts. You know, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We're gonna be doing a reading yep. too, and we're doing a presentation. presentation. The presentation will be our, actually be our podcast for that week. Right. So we'll be uh, you know recording. That's how so we started all this madness. That is presentation yeah. last year. So. Yeah, sort of, sort of, kind of, yeah, kind of, yeah, sort of, maybe. Well, that was our first. Podcast, right? No, the first podcast was um, uh, Force Awakens. Oh yeah, that cat. is that is the first one. But then, but we put our other thing on. Yeah, it's on. It's under the yeah. events tab. Right. I didn't because it, it you you see the screen and you hear the audio. It's like true, synced up like that. True, it's not true, just true. the audio. It's not just the audio. Not just All the right. audio. Hello. Like we all know. So anyway. yeah. Prisondad.com. Come check us out. Check out our story, our free stories that are up there. Check out our books. We've got a new book coming out. Yes, we do. And we already have four out there. So if you haven't read those, time to catch up, buddies. Yeah, catch up. Nice Christmas gifts because the holidays are coming up. Yes, they are. Indeed. Um, Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed our spooky ghost story podcast. And tune in next week when we talk about all of the good and bad zombie movies we've ever seen. I'm just in time for The Walking Dead. All right. All right. Stay safe out there and uh, watch out for the ectoplasm. It'll get you.